0: Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones.
1: Building in Faith. There's this merry-go-round of frustration that they go around and around and around on. Their mantra is: whatever, just hang loose, go with the flow. Well, driftwood goes with the flow. If we're going to march to the beat of heaven's drum, we're going to have to go upstream. We're going to have to be different than our culture.
0: Reaching up high, with arms open wide, we see. You're changing our lives. As we've learned in every message from Pastor Ed, Christians need to be different from the rest of the world. Today's message is no different as Pastor Ed comes to the sixth sin on his series of the seven deadly sins. The world encourages slothful living, not truly committing and allowing anything and everything to influence us. As Christians, however, we need to stand apart from the world. It won't be easy, but we have a great teacher to learn from. With Jesus' help, we can stand firm in our beliefs. Now, here's Pastor Ed with part one of today's message entitled, "Sloth."
1: chapter 6, and we're going to begin with reading verse 9 of the 6th chapter, her focus is on verses 11 and 12, but we'll begin with 9. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are confident of better things in your case, things that accompany salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you've helped his people and continue to help them, we want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end. In order to make your hope sure, we do not want you to become lazy, but imitate those who have, through faith and patience, inherit what has been promised. Through faith and patience, inherit what is promised. Laziness, sloth will rob you of what God has promised and what God has planned. I read a cartoon, and as I looked at the cartoon, it was rather humorous. It was a congregant speaking to his pastor. The congregant was angry, really he was irate with the pastor. And he said, pastor, I thought the conversation that we had last week would be held in confidence. Why did you preach about sin this week? Well, when you truly preach about sin, there's conviction. How few today are preaching about sin. People just want to feel good, get enough lift me up to get through the week to the next week to come and just be encouraged again and go through another week. Never dealing with the true issues of life. How many sermons do you hear on radio and television and in the media, that deal with our sinfulness. We are sinful to the core. We are sinners, and Jesus came to save us and deliver us and to change us. And when we talk about the seven deadly sins, the sin of sloth or laziness might not seem like it's high on the list, but it truly is. Billy Graham said, the sin of slothfulness and criminal spiritual neglect has probably done as much to populate hell as the vicious sins we hear so much about. Someone has said the road to hell is paved with the cobblestones of procrastination. People spiritually lazy, putting off their decisions to tomorrow, putting off their responsibilities to another time, another day. How does sloth, laziness, impact us spiritually? How does it impact your life? How do you know if you're indulging in the sin of laziness? Well, Proverbs talks about how that sin impacts self. In Proverbs 21, 25, we see the relationship of self as it's impacted by the sin of sloth. The sluggard's cravings will be the death of him because his hands refuse to work. The sluggard craves and gets nothing. A person who is bound by sloth Spiritual laziness has big dreams, but never lays hold of them. A person who is bound by sloth, by spiritual laziness, wants to obtain this and that and the other, but because they don't work for it, they never reach it. And they live in a constant state of frustration. They crave something but don't have it. They want something but they don't obtain it. There's this merry-go-round of frustration that they go around and around and around on. Now, their mantra is, whatever, just hang loose, go with the flow. Well, driftwood goes with the flow. If we're going to march to the beat of heaven's drum, we're going to have to go upstream. We're going to have to be different than our culture. You can see spiritual lethargy, how it impacts a person in procrastination. They want to put off today what they feel like they could do tomorrow or the next day. Now, don't misunderstand me. They have their reasons. They are experts at giving reasons. In fact, Proverbs twenty-two, thirteen says, the lazy person claims, there's a lion out there. If I go outside, I might be killed. That's just an excuse. That's just trying to make up some reason, in fact, The Living Bible translates that verse, the lazy man is full of excuses. It was Ben Franklin who said, people who are good at making excuses are rarely good at anything else. I mean, they can reason it away, explain it away, give this excuse and that excuse, an arsenal of excuses to say why they haven't changed, why they haven't made the changes that are necessary in their lives. You see, laziness, laziness is someone dominated by feelings rather than discipline. They live their life out of feelings rather than convictions. They love living in a lazy boy with their remote control. We've all met people that have great talent and ability. You may remember back to high school or college or some other place where a person was gifted intellectually, gifted in other areas of their life with incredible abilities, but they never amount to much. And we've all known people who haven't had maybe a whole lot of giftings, but they had Passion. They had determination. They had drive. And because of that, they were able to accomplish things in their lives. A poem says, He slept beneath the moon. He basked beneath the sun. He lived a life of going to do and died without anything done. A person who is bound by spiritual laziness, sloth, will never fulfill their God-given destiny, will never do what God has called them to do, never accomplish what God has called them to accomplish. They will always live in the land of mediocrity. When sloth has its full impact, its end result, a person literally dies on the inside. All sin brings death. But you could especially see it in the sin of sloth. Dorothy Sayers describes it in this way. When sloth grips a man, he believes in nothing, cares for nothing, seeks to know nothing, interferes with nothing. He enjoys nothing, he loves nothing, he hates nothing, he finds purpose in nothing. He only remains alive because there is nothing he would die for. That's the end result of sloth, of spiritual laziness, taking hold of a person's life. And it's described in scripture as a sin that destroys a person. Now, when sloth reigns in a person's life, they will live in frustration with unfulfilled dreams. When sloth reigns, they will procrastinate. They will be lazy. They'll never reach their God-given potential. They'll wander around in the desert of mediocrity for all the years of their life. Their mantra is, whatever, let's just go with the flow. So that's what happens inside a person. That's the impact in their life. But sin always has a rippling effect. It not only impacts the person, it impacts everybody around them. It impacts the community, their family, their friends. You see it in Proverbs eighteen nine. Our relationship to others is impacted by the sin of sloth. He who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. Notice the adjective, a great destroyer. This person destroys things. America is moving further and further and further away from the Judeo-Christian values that it was founded on. As we move further and further away, we are losing our sense of work, a work ethic. You know the standing joke. People working for the Department of Transportation. Ten men on the road. Eight supervising and two working. And they're the new novices. (laughs) I was reading something in the Nashville Banner. And it had a cartoon of people working. And it had a sign. And a sign along the road said, uh, Men working ahead. And then there was another sign. We hope. (laughs) Sloth impacts the way I live my life in the office. A person just winds up wasting time by daydreaming or by surfing the internet or by being excessive in their socializing or by coming late and going home early. Our nation is in deep trouble. Our whole culture is being impacted by the sin of sloth. From the office worker to the government worker to the politician to the church. I think of what Jerome K. Jerome said. I like work. It fascinates me. I can sit and look at it for hours. (laughs) And that's how some people feel. We must recognize that not only our words are our testimony, but our works are our testimony. Not only what we say, but how we live and what we do. All of this testifies to our relationship with God. Uh, Sloth can break down the most intimate and closest of relationships. Tony Campolo talked about his counseling experience. And he said in his counseling experience, he found that often the problem in marriage wasn't so much that they were mismatched or they had some other problem, but the problem was they weren't willing to work. And he relates the story. Let me read it to you. He says, laziness is the major cause in a lot of problems in marriages. In almost every case, those whose marriage failed simply were too lazy to do what was necessary to make their marital relationship work. Now he's speaking about the people he counseled. In one particular case, the husband became preoccupied with sports. When he was in high school, he played on the basketball and the football teams. In the early years of marriage, his wife tried to share his interest. She went to the games with him, cheered for the hometown professional teams. She regularly read the sports page of the newspaper in order to be informed enough to carry on conversations with her husband about how the players and teams were doing. But his interest in sports grew Until it became a total preoccupation. Nothing else in life seemed to interest him. His sexual interest in his wife diminished. His involvement in church declined. And there was room for nothing else in his life but sports. One day his wife left him. And he came to Tony Campolo for counseling. And he began to tell her, this is what you need to do to Get your wife back and you could do it. And he began to explain and give the details of... And the man responded. You know, I've thought about that. But I think it's just too much work. I don't know if it's worth it to get her back and do all of that. And Tony Campolo goes on to say, That's the sad attitude of many. Good marriages just don't happen. Strong families... Just don't fall into our laps. It is work, hard work. I remember talking to my daughter, Melissa. We were on Route 9. It was several months before she was to get married. And I turned to Missy and I said, Missy, in a short time you'll be married. And I want you to know, marriage is one of the most difficult things that you'll ever do in life. It takes work to be successful. You'll have to work at it. When's the last time you've read a book on marriage? How to be a better husband, how to be a better wife, how to improve your communications, how to strengthen your relationship, how to be a better parent? Well, pastor, I fall asleep when I read. Well, get up out of the lazy boy chair, stand with the book in your hands, and pace and you'll stay awake. If that doesn't work, get your iPod, put a book on it, and go to the gym and go on the treadmill. It takes work to make a marriage. They just don't happen. Laziness is permeating every aspect of our culture. It was M. Scott Peck who said, laziness is the major cause of evil, a primary cause of psychological illness. And the main reason that Americans are increasingly failing in human relationships, it's amazing. We'll sit in front of the television and we act as if, when our sports team is won, as if we've accomplished something. <laughs> People want to live vicariously through those sports figures or through... Those movie actors or actresses. Some people are so lazy, they say, well, I wouldn't do that, but let me watch somebody else do that. And so they just want to simply live vicariously through TV. It's a spiritual malaise that has fallen upon our culture, and it even has influenced the church. Listen to this poem. On the table... Side by side, the holy Bible and the TV guide. One is well-worn, but cherished with pride. Not the Bible, but the TV guide. One is used daily to help me decide. No, not the Bible, it's the TV guide. As pages are turned, what shall we see? It doesn't matter, just turn on the big screen TV. Confusion reigns, they can't all agree on what they should watch on the big Screen TV. So they open the book in which they confide, not the Bible, the TV guide. The word of God is seldom read. Maybe a verse as they fell into bed. Exhausted and sleepy and as tired as can be, not from reading the Bible, but from watching TV. God calls us to be diligent to be people who act out, live out their fate. It was George W. Truett who said, Not to do what we ought to do is as bad as doing what we ought not to do. It's not just the fact that, well, I'm, I'm not doing the wrong thing, but are you doing the right thing? Amen. And the negligence of doing the right thing is still sin. It's laziness. It's sloth. How does it uh, impact our relationship to God? And it does. It does. In Ephesians 5.14 we've looked how it impacted our relationship with ourselves. We looked at how it impacts our relationship with others. The society, even our families, our homes. Some parents are so Lazy, they will not discipline their children. It takes effort to discipline them. Just let them run wild, do whatever they want to do. Are they going to grow up like that? Yeah, it's hard to discipline. And it costs something. And it's not easy, and you're not always popular. But you're biblical. You're biblical. Train up a child in the way that he or she should go. And then when they're old, they're not depart from it. Our relationship to God is also impacted by the sin of sloth. In Ephesians 5, 14, it says this. For it, is, for it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Some people actually are spiritually asleep. And they've gone off into this deep, Comatose state. It happens when they walk into church on a Sunday morning and they sit down and somehow they go off into never, never land. It's spiritual boredom. Spiritual boredom. You know, children, you sometimes hear them say, I'm bored. I do remember a day when it was the child's responsibility to entertain themselves. But we won't go there right now. But some people, as they grow up, never grow out of childhood. And they come to church and they want to be entertained. You know, I, I believe in miracles and we pray and we believe in the power of God to do incredible things. But some people, unless church becomes a circus, They don't want to listen. They don't want to hear. It takes discipline to listen to a sermon. It takes discipline to follow a train of thought. It takes determination to prepare your heart to hear what God is saying. I think about bored? Bored with God? Give me a break. Who is God? He is the creator, the sustainer. He is the most interesting person in the universe, but when the sin of sloth grips a man's mind and heart and soul, he sits back and he gives a big yawn or a woman, just indifferent. The word of God, do we read it? Do we spend time in praying to the Lord of the universe?
0: Pride, greed, anger, lust, gluttony, sloth, and envy are the seven deadly sins. Pastor Ed will be sharing a message on each of these sins. We're all subject to the desires of the flesh. In this series, Pastor Ed will expose the seven most common sins that we face on a daily basis. These messages will be drawn from various portions of Scripture. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Building in Faith. You've been listening to Building in Faith the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. Again, to follow Building in Faith and access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. When you visit the site, you'll only need to remember today's date. Simply click on today's date. You can listen, download, and even share this message with your friends and family via Facebook and Twitter. If you have any questions, call us. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. In the next edition of Building in Faith, Pastor Ed will continue teaching on the seven deadly sins. So be sure to join us. Until then, may God richly bless you. Your Word restores it.